What's going on, everybody? Happy Mock Draft episode of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network, our yearly tradition. Uh, one of my favorite episodes to do every year. So excited to be here, hanging with all of our all of my friends who came on. Uh, going to go around the panel real quick, because we are waiting on one more, but we're going to start with my good friend, Mr. Kyle Brandon. How are you, pal? Good, man. Good to be back. Good to see you. Also making his triumphant return, Mr. Joe Micucci. What's going on, man? Good to see it. Your hair's gotten longer since I last saw you. Yeah, letting it letting it grow a little bit, seeing how it goes. Um, but uh, you know, we're winging it. <laughs> I feel you. You know him regularly from as my co-host on At Large Bid, Mr. Taylor Bergfeld. What's going on, buddy? How are you? How are you? Good to see you again. Oh. We haven't done one since the Final Four, so. Yeah, after who I, did North Carolina beat somebody? I can't. I can't remember now. So, I don't. I think they beat Duke in the Final Four, and then I don't think they played the the championship game. It got rescheduled for COVID. So no, that was the national championship game. Oh yeah, right. Of course. How could I forget? So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, my good friend, my Xavier riding buddy, Mr. Donnie Menke. How are you, bud? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. Good. Good to see everybody. So excited to be here. It's mock draft day. We are waiting on Parker Fields to get here, as he has the fourth pick. So. Uh, I don't know how fast or slow this will go, um, but if you're tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, welcome. Happy to see you. Uh, we will have this, the slides up here so you can kind of follow along with who's picking what for what team. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get started. As we wait for Parker to get in, we'll go and get started anyway. So at the number one pick, Kyle Brandon for the second year in a row. Pick number one overall, but this time with the Orlando Magic. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh. You're on the clock. All right. I'm not going to make you guys wait. With the first pick, the Orlando Magic, they're going to take Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Uh, for me, this came down to really two people. It came down to Jabari Smith or Chet. Uh, I went with Jabari Smith because I really didn't see any holes in his game, and I think he fits perfectly uh, with the, the core four that they already have in Orlando. 6'10", incredible perimeter shooter, um, and, and not just for being 6'10". He, he's legitimately one of the best shooters in this draft if not the best shooter in the draft shot 42 percent on uh, five and a half shots per game um he had one game against vanderbilt where he hit seven threes and that was in like 28 minutes so um i just really see that translating into the next level uh wendell carter will be there as their big man so um he can kind of catch all that stuff down low and then they have franz wagner on the wing as well and then we know their backcourt with uh, with Suggs that they just got, and then Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz as well. So um, those guys for the next half decade or so are kind of just going to grow together. Uh, the Magic got something pretty exciting there. Um, also defensively, I mean, defensively he could be all defense. He's uh, a hard hustler. He his dad was in the NBA, so um, he kind of just grew up, you know, watching the work ethic and stuff like that, and it translates to this game so i think we lost kyle there for a second yeah so that's all right. shot creator but <laughs> i lost you we're good um he's back was, he's back what he was saying right. with jabari like the biggest thing is just from the college standpoint his point guards in college refused to give him the ball in crunch time and it was probably the most baffling and infuriating thing watching um you watched Auburn this year, whereas like Palo had the ball a lot, you know, down the crunch time and in his own time. But Jabari would be kind of looking ISO sets or post up smaller defenders and his guards, Wendell Green and Katie Johnson, they just wouldn't give him the ball. And it was 
So he's got the alpha mentality, and hopefully with Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs, they can kind of facilitate him with the ball. So I remember the moment I was full in on Jabari Smith was that Arkansas game, even though they lost in overtime. It just it, the big nuts three that he hit down the stretch. He, the dude has big shot maker potential all over, just just written all over him. Um, I, I love the pick for number one, Kyle. So that's that's really all I have to add there. <laughs> I have a more of a general question. Do you think? I mean, obviously, we'll let all that our draft play out. But do you think picks one and three could flip flop, or two will probably be the same? Like, I think Jabari or Paolo could be one, and Chet to okay. I mean. I'm not going to draft for whoever at two, but I think that's yeah, more yeah. likely situation. Yeah, I could have I definitely seen that. that. I just think that the Magic were 30th in the league last year in three-point shooting. And again, like how perfect this fit is and with him potentially being the best shooter um, in the draft as well. Uh, I just think it's a little bit better of a fit in that sense. Yeah, I agree. Hey, but Paolo, I mean, Paulo is like probably on? my favorite person in the draft, honestly. Yeah, my, I, I honestly, I wouldn't have too. any issue with that. Yeah, I wouldn't have any. It's issue. tough. This whole top three is just—it's pick your flavor almost with this top three. It's, it's whoever you like best. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, before we get to the Donnie pick, Parker did end up joining us. Everyone say hey to Parker Fields. No on? longer intern. No longer Parker the intern. Now Parker staff member. So hey, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Yeah. Much better. Perfect. Happy to have you here, man. So we're going to get to pick two. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Selecting for them is Donnie Menke, who already has a comment in the chat. Yeah! <laughs> well, I'm not going to keep y'all waiting either. I'm going to be taking Chet here. Um, I, I really love the fit with this pick, like you guys were saying. Um, with Orlando, he just he can grow together with that core. And when you look at guys like Giddy and SGA, guys who presumably are going to be there long-term, they like to get downhill. They like to play make. And Chet wasn't a high-usage player at Gonzaga. He can shoot the three. He can space the floor. He won't clog those lanes. And that's not even his best skill as a prospect. His, his weak side shot blocking is ridiculous. Um, obviously, he's going to have to put on the weight. But uh, I just I love the fit with this pick. He can grab the ball off off rebound and go and they just need talent like they they at this point in the rebuild they just need more talent uh so potentially the highest upside guy in the draft that's that's why i took chet here at number two all right yeah, yeah I, I think, think that makes a ton of sense problem with that now that's the one that makes the most sense i think you know um i love the idea of giddy and chet together oh, i yeah. think that would be a lot of fun growing like so if they grow fun. together yeah i honestly yeah. would like to, if orlando had taken if you if orlando takes chat which i don't think they will um i do like that i mean i like that too you know the magic have this history where they take big men of making the nba finals within five years so you know <laughs> we'll see um i don't know about that one tim in All this right. case, I well, don't think history is going to repeat itself. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no, that attitude, it's not. All right, so we'll go to three with the Houston Rockets, and our good friend Joe Macucci is on the clock with the Rockets. So uh, at least with this pick, I felt like I had one of the easier jobs because I just needed to see what happened at one and two. Um, and personally, I am elated uh, because the Houston Rockets are going to take Balavanchero. Um, 
He was at, he's actually the number one on my personal big board. I love Paolo a lot. Um, we know that he is probably out of the three guys. I think he's the most NBA ready in my opinion with the three level scoring. We know he's got elite handling for his size. Um, his assist to turnover ratio is off the charts. A crazy good playmaker. Um, now the one thing that is going to be a little bit of an issue early on in Houston is that with them trading away Christian Wood, um, leading up into the draft, that front court is now looking like him and Alpi Shingun. It's going to leave a lot to be desired defensively. I think um, defensively is where he's going to have to focus on the most growing. Um, but yeah, I think Paolo, it's a no-brainer pick at three for me. Like I said, I think it is. Uh, I think if you're Houston, you're just seeing what happens at one and two. Yeah, I like. I mean, I love Paolo. Um, yeah, I think you kind of answered the uh, second half. The second half of the game issues. I know Taylor, but <laughs> you know, once he figured out how to drink pickle juice and not get cramps and sit out second half, so he ended up being a pretty darn good player. So that, yeah. that was a real yeah. thing. I remember texting Tim. I think a couple times during the season, and yeah. I was like, "Is yeah. this something that we should be concerned about?" Like he he was really struggling in those second halves. Um, just like staying on the court and like being healthy, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. I don't know, not cramping out of a game or something like that. But uh, something yeah, like I, he loses seven pounds per game or something because of like, dude, I saw that. and yeah. <laughs> stuff like it doesn't that. even seem possible. Solution. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I really I like, like the, his passing fit there too with um, he's, I think he's really underrated as a passer. And when you've got a guy like Jalen green, already on your team that could just really unlock him and Shingun, Shingun too. I'm definitely going to kind of touch on this more when we get to them at 17, but they really at the goal of this draft outside of talent is to create more floor spacing for Jalen Green. And I think Paolo immediately helps that as well. Kind of to your point, Donnie, it's just a, it really a secondary playmaker that can help Jalen get to his spots more often than not. And that's kind of what I was going to piggyback off of it. A lot of times his issue in college was with spacing. Um, Mark Williams, phenomenal talent. I'm sure we'll talk about him at length here soon. But there's a lot of times in games they'd post him up on the high on the like high on the elbow, and Mark Williams is two feet away from him, and he, he really can't attack or anything like that. So when the NBA game, when the court's a little bit bigger, and he can be able to space himself out there, um, I feel like he's going to thrive in the situations. Because in college he was the best player on the court every time he stepped on it. Um, and if he had a smaller defender on him, he would take him down in the post. Um, I think back to the North Carolina games when Leaky Black would guard, would try to guard him, he would take Leaky down to the post. Or when Brady Manic would try to guard um, guard him, he would take Brady out on the perimeter, kind of have his way with him. Um, he was phenomenal in the Final Four game. Um, but I, I love the fit. I think his game, out of the, the top three picks, I think he has the most potential. I think Jabari is a really good shooter now, where I think if Paolo can develop a jump shot two or three years in, like, the sky's the limit for him, so... I love how yeah, physical man. he plays, honestly. Like, I told Tim today, like, he's third for me of the big three, like, of the big three picks. He's third for me, honestly. But, like, as a diehard Kentucky fan, he absolutely manhandled us that second game of the year. Was it the first or second <laughs> game? He absolutely was just bodying Shibwe, and that's the national part of the year. And that dude's a monster. So, that tells you he's yeah, I could, I could see him being, like uh... – course got to bring up the pistons here i can see him being like 2018 like blake griffin kind of vibes mm -hmm. right where he's he's able to to kind of create his own shot be physical take it down low if he has to yeah um, yeah i like that i think it's a good comp i feel like he's got Kings the least time? bus potential 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with that. All right, Parker, okay. your debut pick. No pressure or anything, buddy. Number four, the Sacramento Kings oh, on God. the board. Parker Fields. Don't do it. All right. here. Honestly, I don't really want to be the Kings here. They don't have the best uh, <laughs> luck with this. And I'm not drafting a point guard like they do every year, literally. I'm not taking a top five point guard this year. I'm going to draft Benedict Matherin, the shooting guard. Out of oh, Houston. no way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's wow. go. That's who y'all were talking about. That's your boy you were talking about. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, right. stand, we stand Ben Math. Yes, right. we do. Oh, yes, I we love Math. I'm taking Matherin for the Kings here because he, he's more of a wing. He's not, a, he's not playing the point guard position. And as everybody knows, the Kings backcourt is just filled with, with Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox at point guard. They don't need another point guard. And I just like Matherin's upside. Like, he's such a crafty offensive player. But to go along with that, he's so extremely athletic at six foot six on the wing. He's a freak athlete. Everybody's seen all his poster dunks from this last season, especially that one against, I think it was TCU in the tournament. The dude's just a monster. And I think he's just going to be so versatile in the NBA, be able to guard four positions. And that's pretty much how, how the NBA is today. At worst, I think he would be like Macau Bridges, something like that. Well, at worst, Mikael Bridges. At worst. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> What's his best? Wow. This is a top four pick. I want to be Mikael Bridges. Top four pick, at least. I'm not no, trying no, to drop the like... bust for my team. <laughs> but you're the king, so you know. Yeah, like, so he yeah. might be a butt. Yeah, that's some bad luck. So, so if you went with a six six wing, why? I have why Ben. I, I have some over... thoughts, but uh... yeah, why why Ben Math over uh, Shaden Sharp? Uh, honestly, because the Kings consistently draft busts, and I think Shaden Sharp has much higher potential. But if I'm the Kings here, I want to take a safer pick that I think will okay. end up being better. I, I personally, I don't like this pick. I love Ben Matherin, but when you look at what this team is building with Fox and Sabonis, you think it's going to be half court heavy. Just as someone who just watched Devonta Sabonis for the last three or four years in Indiana. He makes his money off of the half-court sets. And the one thing about Ben Math's game um, that he does struggle with is his half-court offense. These are actually um, – I actually had this written down for my scouting report on him. This is per Rafael Barlow of the NBA Big Board. He shot 33% on jumpers overall in the half-court <laughs> offense, 32 on catch-and-shoot, and 26% on unguarded catch-and-shoot jumpers in the half-court. I don't like the fit personally for for um, Sacramento. I I think they need someone that has a bit more success. I love his cutting abilities. I can't see it working with Sabonis, but those half court numbers do worry me with with what they're building with their two cornerstone stars right now, at least. I, I understand that what you're saying there and everything, but I think he has a good he has good shot mechanics. He has good fundamentals, and yeah. a lot of times mm-hmm. you see NBA players develop great jump shots that weren't that great of shooters in college. That happens all the time. So that's all thing. I'll piggyback off that. He's, I mean, he's six six, and yeah. like Parker saying, he's. I, I think long term, I would trust him more with like he, over a Shaden Sharp. Um, I know Parker said he's a little bit higher on him. I just, I'd rather take a guy who's stepped up in the moment. Um, when we're comparing those two, I, I step up in the moment and played in big time games, then kind of ran from competition. That's how I feel too. Because honestly, Shaden Sharp, I'm really high on. But if I'm the Kings here, which is how I drafted it as, if I'm the Kings, I take Benedict Matherin just because like, he's a much safer pick. And the which Kings means they'll take struggle. Sharp and do the exact opposite. Yeah, yep. the Kings just struggle with drafting 
buzz, so I took a more safer pick. And and as much as it's true with the Sabonis in the half court, I think the opposite is true with how Fox and Davion Mitchell pair. Fox is obviously a, a fast transition guy, and then they got Davion Mitchell so that they could get more defensive stops so that they can push the ball in transition, I think, a little more. Um, so I think it it might balance it out a little bit. So It's just funny to me. It, it It's funny. If they do make that pick, it brings me back to why would you trade Terry Halliburton if you're trying well, to build a transition-heavy transition team? Um, I agree. Yeah, so I agree, I agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think Parker picking the fun pick at four. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fun draft. pick, but it's, fun. Yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us to our first of our hometown picks as Kyle Brandon is on the board with his beloved Detroit Pistons at number five, which man draft just opened up quite a bit for you. Let's go. This is easy. We get Jaden Ivy. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> we, we get the most athletic guard, uh, in the draft, which you love. Um, our backcourt is now set. Now we have Cade and we have Jaden Ivy. Can't be more excited about that. Um, I do. I, I, I don't know if the Kings will actually take Ben Math. I wouldn't bet on that. But I, I would really, really hope that this is kind of best case scenario for the Pistons would be to get Jaden Ivy. Um, I mean, I- incredible finisher at the rim. Um, really good shooter from three. Uh, I think really his only the only hole in his game is is that mid range shot, which you know don't want it don't need it i guess um i i just think this would be perfect for for detroit to fill that gap um they've really needed they've they've taken so many swings in the backcourt um guys like uh canard guys like uh killian hayes and and it just hasn't worked out um and then they've tried you know some veterans in there and stuff like that guys like Corey joseph and, and some other embarrassing tries and it'd be nice to just have Jaden Ivey and not have to worry about the backboard ever again. They'd, I think they would immediately move up to like my must use team in 2K with Cade and Jaden Ivey. It'd be so fun. It'd be so on, fun. I mean, for ha- I would say half or a good amount of the college basketball season, it was Oscar and Jaden Ivey as national player of the year and Johnny Davis as well. But um, Keegan Murray. Huh? Yeah. I mean, right. He was. He was one of the top yeah. few that could have won the award. Um, similar to what I said about Palo, Jaden Ivey, I mean, Matt Painter would play two seven-footers on the same on the court at the same time with Trevion Williams and Zach Eady. So yeah, Ivey would be trying to drive and bounce him to his own guy half the time. So I'm very excited to see him in the open floor. And I think, like Kyle said, Detroit would be t- home run. I think they'd, they'd take it and, I mean, and run with it. So Yeah, I mean, they would, they would essentially get the best guard – in two years in a row in the draft. So uh, that would yeah. be huge. That'd be huge. Donnie and I could attest that Sadiq Bay would look just like back, like he did at Villanova, just having the two yeah. best guards around him and just stand in the Incredible. corner, just sitting right there with his ball, with his hands up waiting for the ball. Like it would be easy for him. He would Incredible. And then, again. then just get DeAndre Ayton and you're good. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> just, that's easy it's enough. Just a nice core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like to pick, obviously. Uh, I'm a big fan of I Actually, like, uh, back when I was covering Notre Dame athletics, I interviewed his mom before she got the head coaching job at Notre Dame and totally, like, didn't realize who it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, Jaden Ivey only worked out for two teams. Uh, he worked out for Orlando, which I, I don't think anyone here believes that he'll go number one. Uh, and then the other team was Detroit. So 
Um, I know that the Pistons have a lot of interest. Jaden has a lot of interest as well. Um, his mom played in the WNBA and she played for two mm-hmm. teams. She played for uh, Joe's. Uh, what is the Indiana fever? Fever. <laughs> the fever. Indiana fever. <laughs> the Indiana fever. Yeah. And then she played for Detroit as well. So um, he has, he has some roots here. So. Yeah. I'm a big Jaden Ivy fan. So I would be excited Love even Jayden if they Ivy. have that in the central division. Our, our second hometown pick. Our good friend, the Indiana Pacers are now on the clock, and our good friend Joe Macucci is making the pick. Yeah, so um, I don't like that I'm making this pick, um, but <laughs> reason will win above all. Um, in true Indiana Pacers fashion, they're going to take the safe pick. They're going to take Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Um, really, I everything <laughs> of my personal self does not want this to happen. I love everything about Jaden or um, Keegan Murray's game on paper and on tape, but I just get these just bad heebie-jeebies about if he goes to the Pacers. I don't know. Um, but I think pairing him not only with Tyrese Halliburton, I think he's a great front court mate for Miles Turner. Should they choose to keep Turner? Um, I think it was KOC. Um, who recently said that, you know, Keegan Murray is like the Matis Sabonis if DeMontis Sabonis had a three game and like played without relying on being on the post from that perfect mate standpoint. Um, really the, the only thing I would say that would ruin me a little or worry me a little bit with reason, not just my, you know, heebie-jeebie take um, is that was his uh, improvement from the three point line actually real this season, or will he regress to a bit of a mean? Um but other than that, I think he's a. I mean, he's he's got Indiana Pacer written all over him. Um, you get the Iowa Iowa State connection with Halliburton. It's I don't know. It's a pick that makes sense. So we're gonna take Keegan Murray out of Iowa. I like it. <laughs> I like Love Keegan Murray a lot. Love him. Yeah. I yeah, was at I, the. Um, sorry, to, I was at the Big ahead. Ten tournament game this year. I think it was Iowa Indiana in the semifinal game. He had like thirty yeah. points and yeah, effortless. Effortless. I literally, I love the like. Genuinely, I love the way he's able to efficiently get to the rim and draw fouls without causing offensive fouls of his own. Like he, it it reminds me of Jimmy Butler in a sense. Just the way that it's like he should. He doesn't look like he has the speed that he's gonna force that foul, but somehow he gets to the line. He hits clutch shots. Like he was huge throughout that Big Ten tournament run. Like I, I don't know. It's if we pick him, I will I will swallow my pride and be excited. But I I just for some reason, I don't know. I personally I think Ben Math is the perfect fit there. So if Ben Math's on the board and the Pacers don't take him, I'll be in shambles. <laughs> All right. Can I can I just real quick? Let's if we assume that the Kings actually take Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Just just let me go through this crazy uh conspiracy theory here. We're going the to Pistons? the multiverse where Parker takes Please. someone else. <laughs> Please. The Pistons, the VP of uh, the VP of Ops there, and their chief of staff is Josh Bartlestein. Josh Bartlestein's dad is Mark Bart, who is the CEO of a sports agency group that just signed Keegan Murray. So, I know that the Pistons love Keegan Murray. They have that connection there. Um, I don't think that Keegan Murray gets past six. I'd be shocked if he got past five. 
because um, I really do think that he is one of the best players in the draft. Not a lot of holes in his game. One of the best uh, college basketball players last year. It's it just kind of a complete, an all-around complete guy. I, I don't have any concerns either with his draft age. Um, no. So I, I would be stoked if I was you, Joe. I'd probably be stoked come December, January, just, just but be happy. In, in June I would be like, <laughs> "Look how Duarte! Look how Duarte worked out!" I know, yeah. I know, I know. Right? Yeah. I was excited when we took Duarte. Yeah, you were you with wanted, me that night. You wanted your Moses Moody, and you got Duarte, and it's been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moses Moody won a championship, though. <laughs> I'm guessing Ben is commenting from our Facebook page. Um, yeah. Ben? <laughs> he leaves Ben. Ben, like, can you tell me who they're going to pick? You got the you got the <laughs> championship call, right? Can you tell me who the Pacers are taking? You know the That's answer. Ben. Ben's a Pacers fan. Yeah. Yeah. Parker, are you doing the Starburst C4 there? We got Sour Patch Kid. Uh, oh, hey. hold up. Ooh. Mm. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Ben did confirm it's Murray. It's Murray. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so that brings us to back-to-back Taylor Bergfeld picks here as he's taken in the role of the Portland Trailblazers trying to figure out how to put people with uh, Damian Lillard uh, before he does make this pick. Obviously, the Blazers a couple years ago did take Caleb Swan again. We did find out, unfortunately, that he did pass away. So I want to make sure we send our well wishes to the Purdue Trailblazers and obviously Swan against friends and family uh, as we do this pit draft. So make sure we gave them some, some love. Um, yeah, so with Portland, Tim kind of alluded to it. Um, they need talent. Um, anybody that can pair alongside of Damian Lillard will be an asset for them. Um, so I, I know some of the mocks that you can read, a lot of them have, have them selecting um, maybe a G League player here or, for, or a, um international player. But I'm going to stick to my roots as a college basketball guy. I think I'm going to go with one of the best college basketball players here. Um, I'm going to take Johnny Davis. Um, when I look at his game and look at CJ's game, I think they're very compatible. And I think he could slide right in with Dame and be a guy that is comfortable playing off the ball, but also can go get a bucket when he has to. Um, efficient shooter. Wisconsin plays at a dreadful pace. Um, he was still able to put up pretty good numbers this year. Um, if you look, if you went back and watched the tournament game, the Iowa State game, he was the only one that was able to create a shot um, or get a bucket when they needed it. But I really like Davis's game. Um, decent defender good passer you know he's, i think he's got a solid frame i think he can kind of slide in alongside dame and i know they got infamy simmons as well um simon sorry but i think you know those three are a young core that dame can he help mold if he decides to move on elsewhere or you know kind of mold with them as they try to rebound into relevancy again so Love did it. it have anything to do I, with the fact he had a taco bell commercial well <laughs> it's very bold i mean I love the I love the deal, but like if you're not like a top five pick, like once he falls a little bit, like Taco Bell like make a commercial for the 18th overall pick is a a weird look. So, yes, Johnny is. Davis yeah, is a guy. Johnny Davis is a guy. Is the more that I've watched his tape, kind of leading up to this mock draft, the more I like him. I I wasn't huge on him come season's end, but it, dude is a certified bucket getter, man. Like I I feel like him going to Portland would be a lot of fun. It'd always be like. They trade away McCollum at the deadline, and they just replace him with a younger version of CJ McCollum, maybe a little bit smaller. But dude, that should just go out and catch fire immediately. So I that's that'd be a really fun pick for Portland. Yeah, Portland has a history of finishing really well in the regular season, like 
at least getting, you know, a decent amount of wins, high 40s, maybe 50 wins or whatnot. And then in the draft, they draft guys that are like super, super high, uh, highly ranked from high school. Guys like Anthony Simons, guys like uh, Nas Little and stuff like that. I would just imagine that if Shaden Sharp was on the board, that they would kind of do the same thing. They would take the number one high school recruit, um, just given the their track record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I would have no problem with Johnny Davis. Yeah. Um, I just kind of look back on what they have done in the past and with like, you know, and maybe that was just them taking swings with, you know, later first round draft picks instead of, you know, the number seven, because usually they're, they're drafting a little later there. Um, but again, I would say maybe Shaden Sharp here. Yeah, I I love that. Um, I think I yeah. was between Jay Davis and Shane Sharp, and I think both of them, their skill sets will pair up nicely with Dame. So. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also fair to note, too, that this is, the seventh pick is also, like, it's been one of the most talked about picks about potentially getting mm. shopped around. So I'll, I'll ask, open this to the, everybody. Do you guys think Portland actually makes this pick, or do you think we're going to see a trade for them actually going out for a, for a more veteran savvy guy to put next to Dame? I, I think we'll think... see a trade. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I think um, they're gonna trade this pick. Who's gonna say it? Who's gonna say it? Jeremy Grant. They're gonna trade. They're gonna trade for Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Kyle's gonna say it. <laughs> Please. They're gonna trade well, for Jeremy Grant. I think it's with the Bulls because they traded the Bulls. This was this was almost a Bulls pick. If they had finished out of the top ten, it was gonna be the Bulls pick. Um, so I don't know if they have like a situation where they can trade the pick necessarily because of the whole steeping rule. Um, they, they can trade it. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just figured. So I guess Taylor, that means uh now you're picking as um David Griffin and the New Orleans Pelicans as you try to get Zion healthy and you had a really good run last year and you get this blessing from the Los Angeles Lakers at number so, eight. Yeah, this this is gonna be a little bit of a reach. Um this is more personal preference of who where I would like to see this guy go. Um, you look at their roster. I mean, Devontae Graham, Jose Alvarado as their guards. Um, CJ McCollum, which is a, an excellent pickup that at the time a lot of people were questioning it. Um, you got Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, you know, kind of the list goes on. Najee Marshall? That, right, exactly. Former ex guys. They're set in the backcourt. Um, so my pick is going to be in the in the front court. Um, obviously, we all want to see Zion get back to where he was at in college, but I'll take a, a guy that didn't. Um, ha- flourished in the tournament against Chet Olgram. It's Jalen Duran from uh, University oh, of Memphis. I like that. Love pick. It. That's a good Love one. It. Um, Love it. Yes. If Zion is in question of is he going to return, you get a guy who's super athletic, can defend out on the perimeter, um, elite shot blocker, can catch lobs. I think how they want to run the offense there, I think great in pick and pops. Um, I, I think he would absolutely thrive there because Jonas Valanciunas is a guy that is you know, it anchors the defense where Duran can kind of get out there and, you know, execute his game plan the way he does it. Um, the biggest thing for me, I kind of just want to get your question before we talk about the pick is, you know, you know, last year when Zion was healthy, when he was doing a lot of the point forward stuff, um, like Brandon Ingram's efficiency numbers were way down, right? Like I think Ingram, would you move a healthy Zion? Is Ingram your number one option still, or do you kind of go back to the number one overall pick from a few years back? I kind of still it's think Zion. it's Ingram because of what he did in the playoffs. 
No way. It's still no Zion. No, it's definitely Zion. Zion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Zion. Zion. I mean, I love. I love. Yeah, two year, years bro. ago, he was yeah. shooting above 60% and averaging 27. I think it's Zion. I, I yeah, love Brandon right. Ingram, but I'm I'm rolling Zion on that yeah. pick. I right. Agree. Or on that on that question. And that's an elite young duo, but it's got to be Zion. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a great problem to have if you're New Orleans. But I think taking Duran here can be a great backup plan if – Zion doesn't get back to what we hope he gets back to. So, I they really just had like the number Durin eight Durin. pick. What'd you say? I really liked Duran, and then I saw him in person, and I loved him. That game was awesome. Oh my, dude! The things like he like he's literally Superman athletically. Like that is who he is athletically. Um, he has a tendency to kind of take a playoff here and there, um, but when he's like full on and like his head's in the game. I think he could be really, really good. I honestly thought you might take him at the Knicks pick at 11. So I was kind of shocked. But yeah, oh, I really yeah, like his pick. He should have just range. graduated high school too. He's yeah, he's really that's, good. I think that's the key key thing to remember with Duran is that like he he is one of the youngest players in this draft and he's still just a specimen. A, yeah, <laughs> that's the best word to use. Mark. He, is a, he is a freaking specimen, yeah. man. Oh my god, I love that pick, Taylor. That might be my favorite pick. That might be the, when it's all yeah. said and done. That's probably yeah. my favorite pick of the night. I was gonna take him at nine. I'm not gonna lie with the Spurs. I was gonna <laughs> take him as a backup. I would have loved do, it still. How do we feel about them drafting at number eight just a couple years ago and taking a center in Jackson Hayes? I think I love Hayes. He's a Cincinnati kid, so I'm always gonna root for him. Yeah, but I think Duran has a much higher upside. Much, much oh better. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's they like, played Hayes at the like... four too this year because Valanciunas can spread the floor, so they had Hayes at the four. But now with Zion back, yeah, I don't know yeah. where he's gonna fit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I just, I just like, does Duran go to your number three center behind Valanciunas and Hayes, or does Hayes become your number three center? I would, I would think. Uh, I think Jalen's a little better than Jackson Hayes. Maybe not off the bounce, but I think. Yeah, I agree. I just, yeah. 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 Fun mock, guys. Fun oh mock. God, yes. We're at number nine now, the San Antonio Spurs, for their first of three picks. Ooh. Our good friend right. Fields, back in All the right. field. For this pick, I'm definitely going the best available because he's by far the best talent left, I think. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of him because uh, he never actually played for my school, so that kind of sucked. <laughs> but uh, you still committed there. You were on the bench, you know, cheering on. So I'm going to take Shaden Sharp, the shooting guard out of Kentucky. And yeah. I just think, honestly, this pick, alongside DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, that young core they got, Pirtle, I think he'll just fit right in. He's by far the most talented player left on the board, I feel like. And I just – think it's the obvious pick right now it's not what the spurs usually do because they'd usually you know uh, draft an older player or a european player of some sort but uh i like Shaden sharp here even if it's not what the spurs would normally do yeah him and it's hard to pass that, yeah yeah it's just yeah yeah it'd be crazy oh yeah yeah they just kind of need upside at this point i think and Sharks one of the highest ones in the draft. If you watch like his EYBL tape, it's hilarious though because it's like as soon as he crosses half court, he's throwing it up. No fear, mm-hmm. no shame. He's like, 
He's like, give me the yeah, ball. I'm, I'm shooting. That's what we said about LaMelo, and he ended up becoming like the most unselfish player ever. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, think it's, I think that might be one of those scenarios where he's like, I'm the most talented person on this team. I need to be the one taking the shot. Uh, but, really, Parker, I love this pick. Like, I think, love it. I think San Antonio might be like the best landing spot for Sharp yeah. because of, like you mentioned, just the developmental program they have down there. They're one of those organizations that they will take the time. Like, they are willing to be patient and see this thing through. I mean, last year they took um, Primo. Yeah, Primo out of uh, Alabama. So they already have this history of taking super young guys as well. So I, I could see that this really working out for them really nicely. I mean, yeah, look at Keldon Johnson, for example. Like, he was more of a project. People viewed him coming out. His first year, he spent the whole year in the G League, and then, bam, second year, he's starting for them. And then last year, he had a breakout year. On the Olympic team? Yeah, on the Olympic team last summer. And uh, that's another player that was highly touted out of high school and then slipped more in the draft. He didn't have the best freshman year. And I just think their development, they're going to make Shaden Sharp a really good player in the NBA. Yeah, and plus – but just finally getting a dude on that roster that is just genuinely freakishly athletic. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you've, if I like, uh, I know the Pacers had him in for a draft workout beginning of this week, late last week, and a video leaked of him just casually attempting uh, alley oop through the leg dunks to himself at the end of his workout. Like, I saw back that. to that's back crazy. to back to back. It's just like, it, that's, I mean, you see the upside and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's, I love Sharp. I, I think he's going to be awesome. I do too. Hey, before I make the Wizards pick, we got this comment from Derpy Gaming. Do you, do the Cavs trade back with the Spurs, trading the 14th pick for 20 and 25? I don't think there's much difference between 14 and 20 in this draft, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would either. It just... Yeah. It, it, it guess it depends on their board, but... and. How often are you going to be picking the side again with a court like Mobley and Garland? Like, take the yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And maybe LeBron eventually. <laughs> <laughs> According to my two K franchise, as I told you guys today, yeah, yeah. Our friend Casey in the chat excited to see Shaden Sharp go. He's a huge <laughs> UK ba- fan. Play basketball. Yeah, yeah actually, see him yeah, play. finally play basketball. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I am up with the Wizards for my first pick of the day. Um, truthfully, I did not think it was going to work out this way. I had my eyes on one guy in particular, but now that uh, the draft is over at the White House, I'm going to be taking someone else. So I think for them, if the draft worked out this way, um, the Wizards are all about guys who can just score. Don't give two shits about playing defense, as we've seen in years past. And that's going to continue here because they're going to take A.J. Griffin out of Duke. Um, I love A.J. Griffin's ability to score in the NBA. I think he's a really, really good basketball player, but I don't know if he's NBA, but like defense is still an issue. Um, I love his ability to score. Like I said, I love his ability to get to the rim. He's a good three-point shooter. I mean, at Duke last year, he shot 44% from three. Um, really, really talented kid, but, you know, couldn't stop us in a pick and roll. Um, so it just fits in perfectly with the Wizards, and I think he'll be a good scorer on the NBA level. So I'm going to go here. With uh, yeah, AJ Griffin from Duke. You just made an enemy in Nick's Twitter, Nick. Uh, Tim, <laughs> I know yeah. 45% from three last year. I'm sorry, thanks, Taylor. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, he's phenomenal. Uh, the 
glaring issue, not the glaring issue, but people were concerned with the knee, uh, his knee history. Um, his senior year of high school, he didn't play. Um, and then at Duke, he had a little trouble early on in his career. But yeah, the kid's a knockdown shooter. Um, my only negative with him is uh, Leaky Black guarded him in the final four game and then the game in Cameron, um, Coach K's last game. Leaky Black's a really good defender, but AJ was not able to you know, get his own, create his own shot. And that kind of worries me at the next level. Obviously, something to work on and i'm sure he will progress fine but you know that's something to be aware with but bradley beals there and that'd be a nice guy to to learn from so if they could if if washington could get a point guard on that team (laughs) he would be a fantastic fit like um i think one of the best traits that he has is his off-ball movement um whether it's really his IQ of knowing when to drift from a corner three to an open wing three or vice versa um, for the wide open three. Also, just his cutting in general, he he shot 87.5% while cutting last season. Um, so if they could get a ball handler that can get him the ball, uh, I think it's a great pick. But, yeah, if you're going to rely on him to be a, uh, like, go get your own shot, good luck. Uh, but, no, I, I like A.J. Griffin a lot. How many times are we going to let Washington make this pick? We just watched him take Corey Kiss last time. year. Every <laughs> time. They took, they took Corey Kiss for last year. And then the year before that, they took a wing in Denny Ajva or whatever, however you say it. Adzi, and then the year, uh, the year before Ajva. that, the year it before was Rui. Yeah. 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 Didn't they take Troy year. Brown before that? Yeah, and Troy no, Brown. Yeah, Troy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I took him over Robert Williams. Jeez. Like, it's just <laughs> never fails. Just cue him up. Let's get him a wing. Let's just <laughs> add a wing to the roster. Yes, absolutely. Joe, you made a good right. point. I can't even think of. I'm thinking of Ish Smith as the only point guard I could think I'm of. On the is their starting <laughs> point guard on the depth chart right now. Oh God, Tomas Sadoransky. Yeah, I was about. Hold no, on, he just bro. went to Europe. Oh, That's just right. So it's Ish Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my no, God. no ish mislander, none. No, no, no. It, I ain't gonna slander him. I'm just saying he's the starting point he's guard. The right only now. point guard on the roster I can yeah. think of. Yeah. So, all right, we're out of the top ten now. We're at eleven with the New York Knickerbockers making this selection once again. Taylor Bergfeld. All right. Um, I'm not gonna uh, Duran, like Tim said, would have been a great fit here um, with Mitchell Robinson and. Uh, Nerlens Noel probably not being back. You would think you, the Knicks might be going um, center heavy here with you know Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. I'm going to go a little bit different. A guy that probably will be gone at this point of the draft, um, but not gone in our draft. Um, Dyson Daniels, six seven wing of the G League Unite um, Ignite. Sorry, um, really skilled six seven six eight guy that I feel like he's a a little bit more athletic. <laughs> Julius Randle, and that's not a knock on him because Randle was fantastic two years ago. Um, last year had a tough, a little bit tougher year um, compared to the previous year. But Daniels is a guy that can kind of fit in. Um, at 11, I don't know if there's too much pressure when he would come in as the Knicks to immediately be the guy. Um, a lot of people would probably can be concerned with Obi Toppin as they could both be kind of similar. Um, but I think based off pure talent on where we're at in the draft, I like Daniels here for the Knicks. I like that. You went best available, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I really I'm, I'm not really high on taking international guys. Not that it, I mean, it, I wouldn't say not high on it. I'm not as informed on them. Um, I'll watch tape and stuff, but I think Daniels is a guy, even G League Ignite. I mean, there's some guys that 
he's a guy that would have been a, a surefire stud in college, and I, I think it's he's worth it. He's worth the risk here if you're the Knicks at eleven. So, all right. So the draft is at the Barclays Center. It's going to be filled with Knicks fans. What is going to be their reaction if they take him? Boo. Because none of them will have seen him play. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. Mark Williams or Duran will be there, and it'll be somebody they've seen. in like, especially yeah, Chet, right. and when Chet goes, and you know how Duran played against uh, Gonzaga in the tournament. So, but yeah, absolutely. They, they would boo anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Dyson Daniels, though, is it, I, he's awesome. Um, can defend multiple positions. He's got the upside to be a secondary ball handler. If the Knicks could just get out of the Fournier and Alec Burks contracts, <laughs> I'd have a lot of fun watching Emmanuel quickly and Dyson Daniels as that starting backcourt for New York. I don't know how efficient it would be. Yeah. Um, I think Dyson Daniels shooting in the G League um, is not a huge concern because I think the G League is where prospects efficiency kind of goes to die because they're just kind of learning how to – they're just learning the pace of the pro game. Uh, Zero so, defense. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think Dyson Daniels. That's a sneaky like. And there'd be some he, noise made coming out of high school. I mean, he's from Australia. Coming out of high school, he was six four. Um, yeah. I mean, hit a growth spurt. He has guard. Like he has handles. So I, I think, like I said, best available. Like Parker was saying, I think it's worth the risk if you're a Knicks fan. So. But hey, New York GM, if you're watching, you could also trade that pick for Malcolm Brogdon. Worldwide West. As Worldwide West. As, yeah. As. As the mock GM of the Indiana Pacers, uh, Brogdon <laughs> is on the table for that for that pick. In all seriousness, the Knicks are gonna boo. I feel like whoever they draft, unless they have like the first pick and they got Zion a couple years ago, like no matter what, they're just gonna boo. They really will. Like it's just a tradition no unlike any other. Yeah. <laughs> really. All right. Well, we are now. Back to 12. We're back to the Thunder. To, to, who got this pick from the Clippers in the Paul George trade? Uh, so picking for them here once again for is Donnie Menke. All right. I'm going to take Jeremy Sohan here. Um, I love, 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 love Sohan's defense. Um, and if he shoots, man, I don't know what he's not going to be able to do on the court. I think this is a, an upside play for them with their second lottery pick. And he gives them – really good size. He's got that um, seven foot plus wingspan. He's got good lateral speed. He just, if he can get those shooting percentages up, I'm really, I, I love, love this dude ceiling. I think he could be an all-star if he can shoot it. So I'm going with the upside play here. I'm a big Sohan fan as well. Yeah, I really agree. Stop me. If you guys have heard this one before, a Baylor guard slash wing that defends on ball with elite talent and it's like they're just churning it out at this point but i really another thing was so just him with giddy in transition would be an absolute menace like oh yeah and Shea. that would yeah it would that would and you know, Chet at this point darius baisley yeah. the defense the of Chet was so oh gosh yeah. their defense if they had Chet too kyle just had an epiphany <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like if they are going to need that war chest of assets. Real jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe at this point they can get real jerseys after that too. I don't know. <laughs> one step at a idea. time, Tim. One step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, well, Dottie, you're back on the clock uh, with your first of the two Hornets picks. Um, this is important to note that the, this came out just like right before we started recording. 
Apparently, the Hornets are shopping their two first-rounders and Gordon Hayward uh, to try to make room to re-sign uh, Miles Bridges. So we're going to go with the fact the Hornets have these picks. Um, but yeah, Donnie, you're on the clock for the first Hornets pick. Which, that just seems like a stupid, cheap move to me. Um, but Because you can re-sign Bridges without moving those picks. But either way, at number 13, I'm going with Mark Williams. I just don't know that there's a better prospect team fit in this draft outside of the top three maybe Williams is huge he's athletic rim runner lob threat I think he pairs perfectly with Lomelo he can defend the rim and he just meshes really really well with what they need and if they hire D'Antoni like it seems like it's going I think he'd be a great fit in the transition game for them love me some Mark Williams yeah um this pick, you know, it it bums me out personally because I was just so high on them taking Kai Jones last year. Um, mm. And this feels like them just kind of like how we talked about the Wizards yeah. just on the on a cycle. Um, I feel like this is them just – they would be admitting defeat with Kai Jones. But I, the pick makes sense. They still are in need of a big man, like desperately. Um, and JT Thor. Yeah. Yeah. So – Oh, yeah eventually they're going to have to draft one of these guys and actually give them playing time. So hopefully Mark Williams is the one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You you just can't draft Mark Williams and then just like play a Plumlee or like do something dumb. You got to like actually fully commit to him uh, and let him play. Yeah. 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 As long as they do that, I just, I love the fit with Lamelo there. If they, if just the lobs that could, that could happen there would be, Plus, so much fun to watch. It sounds like, as reports today, Mike D'Antoni might be getting the job after uh, Kenny Atkinson decided not to take it. So, are are we fully confident that Duran will go before Mark Williams? I am. I am. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm just the curious upside. on where, where you guys too much. Okay. I, yeah, I definitely see the upside. Uh, Mark Williams is obviously more ready now. Duran yes, obviously absolutely. has potential to be, you know, this massive explosive dude. Um, but I was just kind of curious because I think that when it's time to draft a big man, I think that those are kind of the two you look at kind of, you know, just like we I did think... like the the dance with Jabari and Chet. Um, just kind of curious sure. on where you guys, I where you guys saw that. I, I would think it's Duran. And I think the, the, the turning factor for why I would take him over Mark Williams <laughs> is the playmaking ability that Jalen Duran has already showed flashes of. Right. He's able to hit he's able to hit those high low entry passes. Um that I mean that's some high level stuff. He finds those backdoor cutters. Um so I I think the playmaking ability of Jalen Duran is what would give him the edge over Mike Williams and at least in the immediate um Yeah. 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 I agree. That was I a like tough it. Decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don, you're about to be up again here in a second after I make my pick for the Cavaliers ending the lottery uh, with pick 14. Um, This was kind of easy for me. I kind of had this guy circle for the Cavs for a while now. Um, Donnie and I were lucky enough to watch him play in person this year, and we just shook our heads at his shot-making ability. Um, He scored from all three levels. Uh, I found out today that he uh, played against Parker and AAU and gave him the business, so that makes me want to draft him even more. Um, (laughs) I'm taking from Ohio State, Malachi Brandon. I think his shooting ability, his scoring ability just make a ton of sense. Three-level score, 
Uh, the Cavs are going to look to get more scoring off their bench unit to go with guys like Love and go with guys like Jetty and Lowry. Um, also, it's a guy that could really threaten Isaac Okoro for starting position because Isaac Okoro has not shown the ability to score yet in the NBA. Um, also worth noting that Malachi Brandon went to St. Vincent St. Mary High School, and that seemed to work out for the Cavs the last time they took someone from that school. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Brandon here. I lo- love Brandon at this spot. I just don't know where else you're going to get a guy like this with where they're headed. Just so much scoring upside. It's ridiculous. Just He's he's got a lot of work to do on defense. I'm not going to deny that, but no, yeah, man, absolutely. He score, man, which he which score. is the perfect fit because he's going to have Mobley. He's going to have mm-hmm. uh, Jared Allen behind him. So if he makes mistakes, that's fine. There there's so many people that are good help defenders um, that can rotate over. And so yeah, I think that this team we saw that they're one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. Um, they just need scoring. So I think it's a great pick. I like the fit too yeah. because um, I think he is a younger Karis Levert without Karis Levert's dependency on being. I an feel ISO the same scorer. way. I feel the same like, exact way. That's like, and but the scoring efficiency is there. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, he shot. I mean, just under fifty percent from the field, forty-one from three. 83 from the line. I mean, in like his mid range shooting, that's where I really see Levert. I mean, he shot 46 and a half percent on 101 attempts from mid range. Uh, it's just, it dudes a, kind of like what I was saying about Johnny Davis. He's a certified bucket getter for sure. Um, and you pair him with Darius Garland or, or, you know, somebody where he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time and could just run around like a, just a hyena, basically just getting crazy. Not hyena, a cheetah, a gazelle, whatever, whatever runs. It just gets open. I I love Brandon to the to the Caps. That's a fun pick. Yeah, it's like my favorite pick I was gonna make. So I was excited it worked out the way it did. Love that. All right, well that's that's the end of the lottery. Uh, so I guess to recap so far, we've got Jabari at one, Chet at two, Paolo at three, Parker coming in with the Heat at four, with Ben Matherin. At five for the Pistons, we have Kyle Brandon taking Jaden Ivey. At six with the Pacers, we have Keegan Murray. Uh, at seven with the Blazers, uh, Taylor, who did you take at seven? I already forgot. I didn't write these down. I'm sorry. Johnny Davis. Yeah. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. Thank you. At eight, we had another high shocking pick of Jalen Duran uh, going to New Orleans. Nine, Parker took Shaden Sharp as the best available. Uh, Ten, I took AJ Griffin. Um, 11 with the Knicks, Taylor took, um, Dyson Daniels, Dyson Daniels. Thank you, Joe, for having that in the chat. Uh, and at 12 with the Thunder, Donnie took Jeremy Sohan. Uh, that so far seems like the best value pick of the draft so far. Um, at 13, Donnie also had the Hornets and took, um, Jesus, I should have wrote these down. Mark Williams. Take 13. Mark Williams. Thank you. And yep. at 14, I took Malachi Brandon for Ohio state. So that rounds out the lottery. Um, it won't work out this way, but I think it's fun how this went. So I'm liking it. Yeah. Yes. All right. And now yeah. we, we got the remainder of the first round starting at 15 with the Hornets. And that brings Donnie back on the clock by way of the Pelicans. Um, this was, this was a tough pick, uh, but I settled on Oshai Baji here. Um, just ready to play right now. Plug and play three and D. I mean, he just got better every year. Um, maybe he 
he's already capped at his ceiling, but I think he's going to be a useful role player for a long time. And with the Hornets looking like they want to make a playoff push, this is the guy I settled on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick. I think it's a good one. Uh, anyone want to touch on that real quick? Before we move to the next pick? Agbaji gives me the same kind of vibes as he could be this year's Chris Duarte, where really it's the the 3 and D vibes from it. Um, I think the only real difference I don't see is that Agbaji's a little bit more afraid to attack the rim, but I think you put him next to LaMelo where he just needs to, in uh, in Kyle Brandon's words, you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. Um, Shit. <laughs> 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 I think I think you put him in that scenario. That's a really good fit for Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. All right, brings us to Parker with the Hawks pick at 17. All right, like Donnie said before, uh, this pick I'm going for somebody that I could think can be plugged in and play right away. Uh, a little less on the potential side, but um, I think he's going to be a solid player no matter what and going to have quite a few contracts in the NBA. So I'm gonna take EJ Liddell, power forward of Ohio State. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Tim told me today he was high on him. <laughs> he did, but um, yeah, I just think he's gonna be able to stretch the floor for the Hawks, which we know the Hawks shoot a lot of threes. They like to shoot a lot of threes. Um, I feel like he's in that position, be John Collins' backup. He rebounds well for his size. Um, he plays bigger than six seven. I feel like I feel like he plays like he's six nine or six ten, honestly. And um, yeah, I just think he's gonna be a solid role player for the Hawks for years to come if they draft him. And he would be able to play right away, just like Donnie said about OJ. He can play right back now. to intern status, Parker. Back to intern status. <laughs> I feel I feel way better now that I wasn't the only person that had their pick absolutely ramshackled by Parker in this draft. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, you tell me, like, I think the thing with him is that, you know, he went through the draft process, pre-draft process, I should say, was told what he needed to improve on. And all he did was go back to school and, and improve it. on it this season. He needed to improve his shooting and perimeter defending and knocked it out of the park. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really solid pick there. 37% from three this year, which I mean, yeah. isn't the greatest shooter in the world, but that's solid. That's all he needs to do. Solid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie and I saw that Ohio State team in person, and we were like, we were shocked Xavier beat them. We were like, this team is really good. So Bell had what eight blocks? Yeah, eight blocks. Eight blocks. Two, in one game. two top twenty uh, picks on that team. Yeah, yeah, and also got dunked on pretty badly by Paul Scruggs. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Right. That arena, but. <laughs> 17, the Hawks by way of the Brooklyn Nets and the James Harden trade. Uh, this is back to Joe. Yeah, so with 17 and 26, I think this is where things get interesting for Houston. Um, realistically, I think one or both of these picks gets traded. But if Houston Damn. is making this pick, um, I think they take Usmane Jiang um, from the New Zealand Breakers by way of France. Um, for starters... Right now, the NBL is on a hot streak with prospects. The last two years, they've had two of the better rookies in LaMelo Ball and Josh Giddey. Um, but realistically, especially the second half of that NBL season, uh, Jenks' defense is just really ahead of the curve for his age. I talked about this earlier, how them drafting Paolo kind of creates this issue um, defensively in the front court. Well, Jenks comes in, and that gives them um, some help defensively already. 
this dude's ball handling um and play uh ball handling ability and potential i should say um is there he's he's great in transition um and also his assist numbers really don't showcase his passing ability he he kind of has some passing that goes beyond the, the stat sheet so i think this is a really really fun pick for houston um should they end up making it i like it big fan yeah all right well i get the pick from my beloved chicago bulls here um and it never has worked out this way ever when i've done a mock trip where i can actually take a kid i covered so I'm going to take Tyreason from LSU by way of the University of Cincinnati. Um, he's a kid that can score, but for the first time, I think, like, since I was a child, um, the Bulls don't have to take a guy that can score here in the draft. They need guys who can defend. And Easton showed that ability in two major and two Power 5 conferences that he can be a good defender. Um, he's shown the ability to kind of, take, you know, be a game-changer in games. He's shown the ability to start and come off the bench and be effective. Um, it's, you know, really, really – a a solid upside pick here. I like his defensive ability. He does have the ability to score. I think as far as like being a guy who can back up Pat Williams um, is really going to be a dynamic thing for him as well. So yeah, I'll take Tyra Easton for here. So first time ever, I get to take a kid I've actually covered and interviewed. So pretty excited. I I love that. Especially what you said about Patrick Williams. Um, you'd have two guys that can switch one through five on the ball um, and kind of guard all over. And exactly what you said with Levine and DeRozan, um, you don't need to worry about scoring. So anything else <laughs> the roster. So. I, th- I think if Tari Eason falls to the Bulls here, they're over the moon. Um, yes. Really, like as far as defense goes, this dude is insane. He's a freight train in transition. Um, Kyle, you're not allowed to answer this question because I gave you this stat, but Tari Eason is the only player since whom to have a block rate of at least six and a steal rate of at least four. Any guesses? How how far back is too far back, years-wise? Give me a range. It's within the last, like, five years. All right. Yes, Casey, there were, but it sounds like he's coming back. Kyle put the answer in the chat. It's Matisse Thybul. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, he's the first player since Matisse Thybul in 2019 to post a block rate of at least six and a steal rate of at least four. Thybul's was eight and eight. So that's kind of the realm of defender that Tari Eason is in. So I think the dude lights out the best defender in this draft. Um, I'd even say that against Chet. Like, I think this dude is just, I don't know. It's, It's the versatility that really does it for me. Taylor and Donnie will understand this as I say this, but this is going to be a situation where if this happens, the Bulls will have LeVar Ball and Tyra Eason's mom on the sidelines for these two teams. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Donovan is the perfect guy for that. He will not let her do it. Her Twitter is, holy crap, that's, that's that's a wild ride. Yeah. Yes, it is. I don't, we need more of that. I don't care. We we need more of that. Yeah, I love that. The Bulls will basically have AAU parents, so yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for uh, it. Well, one last thing I did want to say about Easton before we move on. Um, just with his three point shooting thing of note is he did shoot 80 percent from the free throw line. So I do think that's something we're going to see him improve as as well at the next level. Yeah, that's a good sign. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, at number 20 with the Minnesota Timberwolves, we got Donnie Menke back on the clock. All right, I'm going to go with Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara here. I really think this dude can end up being the steal of the draft. He 
He's already 21 years old, but um, you know he's six five, almost six six. He's got a massive wingspan, seven two, and he really, really lit up the combine. Just did everything he did in college, but against better competition. And he feels like the guy who can be a glue guy almost while being a good, uh, reliable shooter. And I think that's one of the biggest needs on the Timberwolves right now. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about taking Jalen. Uh, I thought about taking him at uh, seventeen for Houston. I thought about his eighteen and, too. His pick and roll play. 15, is, yeah. His pick and roll game is fire. It's, oh yeah. So uh, he he played the WCC. Um, you know, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, BYU. I mean, there's some decent teams in a you know watered down league most of the years, but last year the WCC was actually pretty good. He averaged like seventeen, six, and eight, and in in, the, oh, yeah. in those games, and it's like all right, like. He can clearly, and like Donnie said, in the combine and he step up, level up in competition, he's playing better, so he's only going to thrive. I think that's a steal so far in the draft. Also, he's like one of the guys who's really improved his stock so much because he actually played at the draft combine, and oh, yeah. his combine tape is he, stat sheet stuffer, and I, just so good. I'll be more shocked if he's not in the lottery Thursday than where we took him. Yeah, I was really surprised he fell this yeah. far. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I could actually see him ending up being a lottery pick if he keeps rising at the rate he is right now. Yeah, yeah, who, I agree. who would we'll fall it. out of the lottery then? Who would you see falling out? Uh, Williams, maybe. Mark Williams might fall out. Yeah, okay. that would be my... I, I could see Charlotte taking him. Or if Charlotte makes a trade, it could be for someone wanting to trade up to take Jalen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. One of the bigs or Jeremy Sohan, one of the... I mean, they're all kind of similar range. Um, but yeah, kinda, they said. I could see the Cavs take him too. I just think he would fit yeah, really well there. Yeah, really could. Yeah. But now I really want Malachi Brandon to go there after we all had, all three agreed on it. <laughs> Maybe feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the Spurs by way of the Raptors and the Kawhi Leonard trade. So Parker, you back up with the Spurs, I think for the second of their three picks. Yeah, they, we got one more for the Spurs. All right, for this pick, um, hopefully this doesn't piss somebody off and whoever has 21 is going to want to uh, take this guy. Oh, God. But um, I'm going to take somebody who I told Tim today as well. I watched windmill dunk in front of me on a fast break. Um, I'm going to take Blake Wesley, the wing Whoa. out of Notre Dame. And, um, I mean, firsthand experience, like literally guarding, he is an athletic freak, this dude. Like he's like – Watch his tape as well. Like, he's so quick. His athleticism is off the charts. And like you guys were talking about with me earlier, the Spurs, they need athleticism. And if they get Shaden Sharp and Blake Wesley, that's two freakish athletes to add to their core. And they run Keldon Johnson at the four, so you could slip in Sharp and Wesley at the two and the three there eventually, like when they start developing more. And I just think overall it's the best fit for the Spurs here. And I know, like I said earlier, it's not the Spurs norm to take younger guys who are raw, but I feel like with his athleticism and his just uh, raw talent overall, I feel like he can develop into a great defender and at least be a great, uh, a solid 3 and D player in the NBA. First one and done in Notre Dame basketball. Ever? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Really? My, my favorite scouting report on him is Tankathon. That says his strengths are his age and his wingspan, his weaknesses, 
everything about basketball. <laughs> hey, remember, remember who also it happened to Josh Giddy? Yeah, it happened to Josh yeah. Giddy, and we were wrong. But yeah, it's, um, it's I think one that, hell I think of a scouting report. I would say Tankathon's a little bit uh, harsher on him. I think if you watch the tape on Blake Wesley, that dude's like a free safety the way that he jumps passing lanes. Like the, he he has really good reads on defense. Um, so I again I I like the pick for San Antonio. I really kind of like he said Parker just them taking another really young guy that they could just be like go crazy just develop we're we're not go run around do your thing we'll figure it out so i i like it a lot for him i i remember when notre dame we were watching notre dame was playing carolina earlier in the year and they ended up beating them in the at notre dame tim and i were texting during the game he was like man if wesley could stay another year and i was like i'm gonna stop you right there i was like yeah. he is he wasn't even he wasn't even that highly touted out of high school, I don't think. I think he was, like, lower end of the top 100. He wasn't super high up there. Parker, can you, like, send us the clip when he dunked on you? He didn't dunk on me. It's on Bola's <laughs> life. I, I promise you. I'm on no. Bola's life trailing a fast break. I'm just trailing in the background. There's, like, two my other teammates just trailing in the background. You hey, got I had, about to happen. Hey, all Ohio AAU, I had 11 points on them. <laughs> Hey, we lost by 35, but hey, this man's a bucket. This man right here's a bucket. Richie Johnson was on the team as well. Yeah, I had no idea until today that Blake Wesley and Michi Johnson were on the same AU team. That's insane. That's yeah. nuts. I just yeah. looked it up too for the record. He was a consensus 121st prospect in the country. Because I remember playing against him, and I was like, how is he not the highest-rated player? Because he was, like, the fifth-highest-rated player on his AU team. And I was like, nah, that dude was the best player out there. That stuff's always crazy. All right, Joe, you're up 21 with the Nugs. All right, so Denver recently traded into the first round. Um, This is a very interesting pick for me. As much as I want to go – as much as I want to go for the meme and take Nikola Jovic so that we can call them the Denver Nuggets. Um, I think the pick here is Marjan Beauchamp off the G League Ignite. Um, this dude's a excellent on-ball defender, um, rotates super well, knows his help responsibilities, um, just high IQ defensive read, impact beyond the box score. Um, but also the other thing I really love about him is just high motor, both on the defensive end, but also the offensive end. This dude is just constantly cutting, which, you know, with Jokic having the ball in his hands, that's kind of what he's always looking for. Um, I think you kind of – we're going to play with the assumption that MPJ and um, Jamal Murray are coming back healthy, so they don't need a guy that can come in and be this immediate scoring option. So I, I really love it. This dude also is a great offensive rebounding threat as well. So I, I think Beauchamp is a really good pick here. I like it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Easy one. Brings us to the Memphis Grizzlies by way of the Utah Jazz. So, Donnie. Okay. I'm going to go with Memphis picks. I'm going to go with Dalen Terry here. Uh, One of my dudes in this draft, big point guard uh, with the Tyus Jones situation. Maybe he provides a little uh, safety net there. Um, I just love the way he would mesh with that team and he was super efficient. He didn't score a whole lot, but he was efficient when he did uh, six, seven with a seven foot wingspan and can legitimately play point guard. 
um, think he could be a nice a nice piece for them moving forward. Ben Matt's numbers yeah. are nowhere near as good if Dalen Terry is not getting the ball to him in that offense. Terry was Agreed. fantastic last season. Agreed. And for our Xavier fans listening, Sean Miller recruited both those guys, so it's going to be okay. <laughs> All right, now up for the Philadelphia 76ers, Taylor Bergfeld. All right, um, we're going to make this a Kentucky backcourt. That's Sixers going to select Ty Ty Washington out of University of Kentucky. Um, I know James Harden primarily the, the facilitator for the team, but I go back and look at Kentucky's tape this year with um, with Severe Wheeler on the point a lot and Ty Ty, his off-ball ability, um, able to find himself getting the right, right lanes, um, can score off the bounce, really a decent shooter that will improve. Doesn't have to come in right away for a, a title contending team that you know doesn't have to be the uh, that would be a superstar. I'm absolutely dying at that comment. But I love the like Kyle I think it's a great value. Um, I think yeah, I think you could pair him up with Maxi, and I think that would be just a, a home run if you're the 76ers. So and it kind of gives you long term, long term, if you they do, do decide to move on from Harden, you have Maxi and Washington, two guys that you can you, know, you can kind of roll with, roll the ball out with. So yeah, I, I'm shocked that he steal. slipped this. Yeah, I'm shocked that he slipped yeah. this low. Honestly, um, I think I think he has potential to be closer to that lottery. So, to get I mean, this is a guy at, at one point of the season I thought was the best point guard prospect coming into the into the draft. He's fallen on yeah. my board. I don't still feel that way, but I mean, there's signs there. I, I love Ty Ty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're now up to the Milwaukee Bucks, and Parker's on the clock with the Bucks. All right, for this pick, I'm taking a hometown kid here. Um, he was literally like, I believe he was a top five player in the country out of high school. Had a disappointing season this year because he went to play for his dad at a mid-major school, and they struggled with the injuries and COVID this year. But um, just off the highest potential here because. I don't think he has to come in right away and play for the Bucks. They're going to be competing for another championship next year. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Patrick Baldwin Jr. here. I think he's the best available. I think uh, as a stretch four, stretch three, or or can play the three, he's very versatile. Um, and I just like – I like his guard skills for how tall and how lanky he is, and I just feel like he's a modern just basketball player. Like he'll really be able to play wherever for the Bucks, and eventually can be a key player for them. I didn't Stay think about Milwaukee. this as a possibility, but I love it. Yeah, I think that it was tough in college for him because I think what he was asked to do was to be that guy for a team. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, I think that he is definitely a role player. Can be, uh, I'll say, a three and D player. Obviously, his three point uh, shot making ability isn't excellent, but I think has potential. Um, but I could just see him kind of being one of those quote unquote three and D like role players on a team um, with huge upside for sure. This is a guy that they could literally put with the, with the herd for like half the year and just like go figure out your mechanics and your jump shot Yeah, and come back mm-hmm. and be ready for the playoffs. That That's what I was thinking. This was more of a, he's has really high potential. He could definitely end up never even playing really in the NBA consistent minutes, but I could also see in him being a starter for, a good amount of time. Like I feel like it's a potential pick here at 24. 
I respect the move of him wanting to go play for his dad, but it was definitely in hopes of keeping his dad keeping his job. And this yeah. was the worst case scenario that could happen. Everything that happened last year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And the thing is COVID and like, yeah, everything yeah. that you can name. I mean, it was poor. Me and Tim were supposed to cover him. And then <laughs> he, he didn't end up playing that day. He had Dang. COVID. And I got COVID. Yeah. 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 My other worry with him is his he had terrible agility testing at the combine. Like I'm not sure the athleticism is gonna hold up for him in the NBA. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. I, I really well, thought he would go back to sorry, we'll move on. I really thought he would go back to college and go in the portal. There was interest from Carolina's in Kentucky. There was Kentucky, a lot of schools that yeah. were yeah, like Page Mount that you know, go back in and refine yourself because what's one more year in college, but it's like he I, – I think Milwaukee would be a best-case scenario for him. So, Yeah, I agree. Well, Parker, you're back up with the uh, Spurs pick by way of the Celtics. Okay, for this pick, um, I'm going to do the opposite of what I've been doing with the Spurs here. Uh, I'm going to take somebody with more experience who I believe can come in and play right away. And I, I'm just not sold on Trey Jones, honestly, as – like as your backup point guard, I feel like you could improve on that. And I'm going to take Andrew Nimhard out of Gonzaga here. I just feel like he's a great floor general. Um, I remember watching him at Florida as a freshman before he transferred and everything. Like I was really impressed by him then. And just the way he developed over his college career, he got more efficient. He's just a solid pick here, or player. And I feel like he's going to be a good floor general and a solid backup point guard in the NBA. Damn. Wow. I love that. This could be the I Jordan personally would have gone with Kennedy Chandler at this point, I think, but I like the pick. Yeah, I do like it too. All right, Joe, with the third Rockets pick of the night by way of the Dallas Mavericks. All right, so I think this is for sure a pick the Rockets will not be making, <laughs> um, but we'll throw we'll throw someone out there. Um, I had two names written down for this pick. Dale and Terry was one of them. He got taken already. So I'm going to say they're going to take uh, the other name I have written down. And this is really just going to be a best available. Uh, they'll take Kennedy Chandler. Um, I know they have Kevin Porter Jr. already, but Dennis Schroeder is your backup point guard. So uh, go ahead and just plan to get somebody else out there. Um, they'll grab him. It's uh, the dude that has really great defensive upside, I think, his, his steals per game. If he's on the floor at the same time as Jalen Green at any point, that opens up some transition reads. Uh, this is more of just a best available pick. Love it. Cool. I dig it. I like yeah, it. I really there. dig it. Schroeder sucks, so you need a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> Schroeder's gone. Schroeder's gone, yeah. He's not going to yeah. be on the Rockets, so he's yeah. no yeah. guy. I think he's out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were cracking up, uh, Parker and I, today, where that Kenyon Martin Jr. asked for a trade. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, KJ KJ Martin <laughs> requested a trade. Once out of the organization. <laughs> like where's he gonna go? Like a different tank job? Like where's he gonna go? The Pistons or the Magic? Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, you got the next two picks in the mock, starting here with the Miami Heat. This is gotta be a fun one. All right. You know, they're not too far away. All right, uh, I'm going to take Max Christie out of hey. Michigan State. <laughs> no one is shocked here. Uh, taking a Michigan State guy. Um, 
definitely a defensive guy and, and that fits in their system definitely a hustle guy also fits in their system um he's shown flashes of good shooting he's shown that he has good free throw ability so i think that his shot is going to translate um he keeps the ball moving a good amount which is great um you know i don't i don't think that they're going to need too much i think that um they're going to look at some potential options maybe even moving like Lowry for something or, or trying to upgrade or something like that. But uh, just having another guy that could play a few minutes, uh, keep the ball moving, play some hard defense. Um, I'm taking Max Christie. And, and I've heard that he's had excellent workouts and and really done a lot to move himself up on, on a lot of boards um, during the combine and everything. So um, I don't think it's that much of a stretch. No, I like it. I also, has anyone noticed in the chat we got a lot of Kai Soto fans in here? Everyone's uh, showing some. Kai- we got a lot of Kai Soto love in the dra- in the chat tonight. I hope he works out. I'm excited for him. So it's got to be a lonely island. <laughs> God, you know what? Godspeed to the Kai Soto troopers. You'll, you know. Yeah, I love it. I'll take it. Kyle, back to back here as um, you now have the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Sorry, Donnie. Unnecessary. Um, Unnecessary. <laughs> I'm still grieving the loss. Yeah. Uh, With this pick, I'm going to take Walker Kessler. uh, A guy. Love that one. (laughs) Yeah. A a guy that uh, can provide, you know, an interior presence for them. Um, Obviously, he played alongside uh, Jabari at Auburn. Good shot blocker. Really good just defender all around. Yeah. and he's a guy, you know, at, at 21, I think that he can, you know, spend a little of time in their developmental, um, in their developmental league. And, you know, if stuff doesn't work out with Wiseman, they have Walker Kessler to fall back on. Um, I think that with Draymond and with um, Wiseman, it's a little unsure of kind of what, what the front court of the future looks like for them. So um, let's lock up Walker Kessler here. I love that. He... I mean, I love it. National Defensive Player of the Year. Um, mm-hmm. This kid do it all, and you add that with Wiseman, with Looney, with what they already have. Like, I'm yep. sure he'd be amazing. So, love yeah. that pick. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Brings us to Donnie with the Memphis Grizzlies for their second pick of the draft. Did I miss something, or is Nikola Jovic still available? He got taken. He's still there. Okay. Oh, I did. No, he's oh, there. No, I thought. No, he's there. Oh. I think. I He's thought there. Joe did take him. I'm sorry. That's right. You made the meme joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take him here. Um, I think he's just a really great upside play this late in the draft. He's still only 19 years old. And I just think getting a guy with that kind of upside this late would be a, a great pick for, for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I like it. One pick away from me closing the door with the Nikola Jovic joke. But, <laughs> no, I like the pick here. I... <laughs> I was I was ready to go. No, I think Jovic there is a it, that's incredible yeah, value. If you're really good this. value, we got some people from the Philippines hanging out with us tonight. Welcome, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate on. you. Love it. All right, Joe. Thirty and final. You're closing out the draft. Well, that's Parker. Hold on. There you are. <laughs> um, Everyone has glasses, but Kyle and Taylor and Donnie. So, with thirty here. I think it's a very intriguing pick. Um, 
I also think this, I know I've kind of, this has been the theme with the teams I've picked, but I think this is a pick you could see Denver try to make a move with. Um, so if they're not picking here, I won't be shocked. But if they do, there's a few guys that I really like. Um, but I'm going to roll with a guy who I actually don't think should be as low on draft boards as he is. I'm going to take Jaden Hardy out of the G League. This is more of just a uh, talent and physicality alone. I could also see a guy like uh, Bryce McGowan's out of Nebraska going here. Um, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of routes you can go at 30, but let, for the sake of, uh, making a pick and he's the last one available on my big board, I'm going to take Jaden Hardy out of the G uh, league. I love that pick. I was thinking about taking him like five or six picks earlier. Yeah. It's, it blows my mind that he's player out of high school. He was yeah. right there. Yeah. It, again, I think really he's one of those guys kind of like I was talking, like we were talking about with Dixon earlier. Uh, his numbers were hurt just by the fact that he's on that G League Ignite team, but also look at the talent that was around him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he just kind of suffered from there are other guys on this team that are just getting more noise. So I, I think Jaden Hardy has a potential to be one of the biggest steals of this draft. I agree with yeah. that. I could see him end up being an all-star as the 30th yeah. pick. An and he's from Detroit, so you know he's with the shits. Bring it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that rounds out our first round mock draft. I love doing this episode every year. Uh, my goal for this week myself is to, after I figure out who all we took, I'll write a mock, my second round mock draft for the website um, so we can kind of keep everyone up the line there. But this was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll re- real quick, um, picks you guys like, didn't like, excited about. I know Parker obviously uh, set the draft on fire with uh, the, the Kings pick with Ben Matherin, but pretty fun. I, again, don't like it, but I, I understand the logic behind it um, with Matherin. I, I think my favorite pick of the draft, it's going to ring true, though. I, I love Jalen Duran to New Orleans. That is... That's an interesting I like that bit, pick, yeah, too. But I really like it. I like Malachi yep. Branham to Cleveland. I think yeah. add another scorer at a th- position that they don't have any at is, like you said, with Okoro, like, I think it would thrive there. Yeah. This is fun. I, uh... I hate Parker for taking the um, EJ Liddell pick, but also <laughs> like it. I think it's a good fit. So, yeah, this is perfect. Awesome. Well, dudes, uh, thank you all so much. Uh, it was awesome, Kyle and Joe, to have you guys back on the network. Um, really appreciate it. Donnie, uh, every time you come back on, we're going to test the piano in the background, just letting you know. It's very, <laughs> very famous. Um, Parker, debut podcast. You did good, kids. You uh, shook Thanks. some things up, started some controversy. Go. You did it. Yeah. And TB, always a pleasure. I look, just realized on the screen, we can totally do the Brady Bunch thing, where like if me, Kyle, and Joe look down, and Taylor, Parker, and Donnie look up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have one thing before we go. Listen, I gave out some winners this year in college basketball, some losers. We're going to talk about for next year. But I have one prop bet that you can get good value on. It is AJ Griffin under 10 and a half draft position at plus 195. Like, I really think he's going to go to like Portland at seven, but I think that's a good prop bet. But 
more often than not. So, and if Taylor, they lose your money, they're the shit right there. So, <laughs> watching your bank account throughout the season was wild. <laughs> it was fucking wild. I mean, there were days five and zero, four and zero, and I'm like, I, I like open. I would like get the look at the lines. I'm like, oh, these are winners, and I'm like, surely they can't have six in a row that lose. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm watching the games. I'm like, they're all gonna lose. They're all gonna lose. Everybody's gonna lose. Uh, I'm like, this man day. lost if, how much today? Oh yeah, tough <laughs> good day. lord. Well, the Action Network if you did, does does uh, they an automatic amount, so betting the amounts maybe a little reckless, but are not disclosed. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Taylor did lose you money, we do have the T-shirt for you, and all the proceeds go to him to make up for all the money he lost. Right. <laughs> just, he lost me money shirt at Forty Eight Minutes Basketball Network Um, stock up for the winter season. Got some cool T-shirts and stuff there. I know for a fact I'll be getting a pair of joggers in the near future. Um, so thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check us out. Nice solid apps, Apple podcast reviews, Spotify, you name it. We'll take it. Thanks for everyone who hung out in the chat. Enjoy the draft this week and we'll talk soon. Kevin Pritchard trade up to four, sell the farm. I don't care. <laughs> See, you See you guys. guys. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>